Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to Futures Focus. This is a podcast brought to you by Prospects 1500. I'm your host, Alex Sanchez. Joining me today, David Gasper and a special guest here today as well. Jared Perkins, our high A central correspondent at Prospects 1500. David, we don't need to introduce you. You're always here. Jared, how are you doing today? <laughs> good, good. How are you guys doing? Doing We're good. Here, David, David you, how are you doing? I, I feel bad about that. You know I love you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Just got passed I'm, over. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm doing really good. I uh, So tonight I, I predicted a Ernesto Martinez home run. Uh, for the low A Carolina Mudcats. It's been since July 22nd, since his last homer. And they put and the Mudcats posted a lineup. I said, today he's going yard. And guess what? He just hit a home run. And I am, after this, I'm going out to buy a Powerball ticket and I'm going to become a millionaire. All right. That sounds like a foolproof plan to me. <laughs> well done. Um, see, this is why I skipped over you. Jared just said, I'm good. How are you guys? And you give me this nonsense. <laughs> Sorry. That is pretty I'm, I'm, I'm using my mind powers here to protect yeah. home runs. Okay. Yeah. Like, like yeah. someone's got, got to hire me for their gambling sites or something. Yeah. And we already predicted Hall of Fame inductees 25 years from now. So exactly. Powers there. It's clearly anyway. Welcome in. We have a good show for you today. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Jared is our high A central correspondent. So we're going to be talking a lot of guys that are either still at high A there or have even been promoted. Um, obviously, some of the hotter names are are gone now from that central uh, league, but we still want to talk about them. So we're going to talk a lot of different guys there. And then um, I think we'll finish up with our favorite prospects that we've been following this year, whether they're in the high A or not. And as we get towards the end of the minor league season and we await the arrival of Bobby Witt Jr. to the major leagues that we uh, we wanted to kind of review the year. And I think we're going to do an awards episode here coming up, too. But, we, you know, we'll wait for the season to be over for that. But um, let's go ahead and get started on some news and notes again, as has been the case for the last several weeks. It's not a huge amount of news. I mean, the call-ups have happened, although we had a few promotions, and I did want to highlight those. The first is a guy that I really, really liked, and he's had two promotions this year, if you include this one. He started out at low A, um, was just dominant there, and uh, got promoted to high A, was decent, and now he's getting promoted to double A. Uh, Bowie, that is Gunnar Henderson. Great name, by the way, as well. Uh, Gunnar Henderson, shortstop for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, if you know, If Adley Rutschman is the face of the franchise, Going forward, Gunnar Henderson certainly is going to be a huge part of that organization as well if things are going to go according to plan. So, um, David, what are your thoughts on Gunnar Henderson going forward? I think we've talked about him a few times on this podcast, but uh, double A already. That's that's nice. Yeah, it's nice to see uh, Baltimore being maybe a little bit more aggressive uh, with some of their assignments. I mean, they, they've been playing it pretty uh, safe most of the year. Uh, but, yeah, Henderson, I mean, just 20 years old. Um, as a shortstop moving up to double a, I mean, that, that's really great to see left-handed bat, um, really, you know, really solid hit tool. The power is legit. Um, so if you can keep that, um, and, and keep that good hit tool, uh, keep on developing it and, and keep that power and stay at shortstop, uh, that, that could be uh, pretty big for, for Baltimore going forward. He may be more of a third baseman. Um, but if he can stick it short, that's that, that's going to be something. Yeah, you know, I like my shortstops, and um, he's one of my favorite shortstops of any minor leaguers. When Who you look doesn't at his, like shortstop? Let's let, let's be honest, though. I am I'm infatuated, I would say. But um, <laughs> when you look at Gunnar Henderson's totals at high A, where he was there for 65 games, uh, he had 230, and you're like, wow, that's uh, why is he getting promoted? But he struggled mightily when he got promoted, and as you said, 20 years old facing some higher competition for really the first time. Um, if you take away, I would say probably that first 
two or three week stretch, uh, the numbers will be much better. I don't have that in front of me. But then you also look at the on-base percentage at 343, and then you feel a lot better about that line. Plus, he had nine home runs, 11 stolen bases, 20 years old, already reaching double A. This guy has had a huge rise if you go back, I don't know, 13, 14 months where he was at to where he is now. So Gunnar Henderson, a guy that is uh, still skyrocketing up ranks, and I assume we'll until next year. Uh, Jared, I wanted to talk to you about this guy because uh, you you kind of shocked both of us when you talked about you weren't the biggest fan of his. Um, he just got promoted to AAA. His name is Brennan Davis, uh, outfielder for the Cubs. I um, I think he's a fantasy goldmine going forward. And again, um, you know, this, that's kind of where we center a lot of our love is fantasy related. But I want to hear your thoughts on why you're not as big on uh, this outfielder for the Cubs. Yeah, I think the one thing that always got me was the strikeout rate. Um, he had 103 strikeouts in 84 games, which that's, that was the one thing that kind of stuck out to me. I, I think that the the talent is definitely there. He's got the power. He's got the speed. He's kind of got what you want in a, a player who's going to uh, produce at the major league level. Um, I think as long – as, as he starts developing and given his age, I think that strikeout rate will come down. And he'll, he kind of reminds me a little bit of a Joe Adele, in a sense. Probably not as much power, but that that's what you want to see come down and for him to actually like become into that elite level. Yeah, and he definitely didn't earn this promotion. Um, like Gunner, his stats right now in AA were not just uh, – recently, at least. They weren't just uh, – they were pretty ugly. <laughs> he was stuck in a 1 for 16 rut over the last four games and uh hey that'll earn you a promotion there you go so uh we can promote davis after going one for 16 at double a but we can't promote bobby witt jr after hitting going to go 40 40 in the minors that's great anyway um another guy i wanted to touch on uh, i feel like he gets underlooked a lot in um, non-fantasy circles so if you, you look at you know mlb pipeline or whatever you might not see him or baseball america but josh lowe uh, outfielder for the Tampa Bay Rays uh, is a really good target for dynasty leagues because of the fantasy friendly profile. He did get promoted. Um, he was promoted simply because uh, Randy Rosarena was on paternity leave, but um, Lowe looked all right. He had a single, he got a stolen base. Um, I, I'm very, very excited about him going forward. And I, I do feel like there are leagues out there where he won't be valued nearly as highly as he might uh might as he should be in my opinion so uh, i just wanted to know david do you agree with that or uh what are your thoughts on josh Lowe? um yeah josh Lowe. i mean that that's someone that i mean that certainly brings a lot of power i mean it, we'll see kind of what he brings um with the with the bat trying to trying to be that consistent obviously he did pretty well in triple a hitting 282 um and show it and showed plenty of power and he's got that speed threat too i mean he had 21 homers 24 stolen bases uh this year in in double a so you know if he can hit enough to make use of of that power and of that uh speed ability i mean yeah that, that's someone definitely to 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 look forward to that can be a really good player and really good guy on your team but as always kind of with the tampa bay rays it's, you know, will he get that every day playing time? Because that's a stacked roster. Um, trying to get playing time every single day on that roster is very kind of difficult to do, and especially with the way that they do things, um, with, with kind of switching guys around. You know, it, it's hard to kind of set a guy into a single everyday role. So, I mean, that, that's kind of maybe where there, there's some risk at play, but um, low someone that, that definitely uh, can be a really strong, strong player. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Uh, we got, you know, there's older guys in that lineup that, you know, he's not going to help you out this year, perhaps not even that much next year. But down the line, whether it's with the Rays or with another team, like this guy clearly is ready. Um, he's going to give you power. He's going to give you speed. It's a lot to like there. Uh, Jared, I wanted to get your thoughts on this next name because Dave and I give weekly updates on him because there seems to be something new each week. But it's another promotion, technically. Mackenzie Gore gets moved up to double A. <laughs> so what a weird series of months it's been for Mackenzie Gore. Um, we've given our thoughts here on the podcast. I wanted to know your thoughts on the lefty from the San Diego Padres organization, Mackenzie Gore. Yeah, I mean, he lives up to my definition of there's no such thing as a pitching prospect. 
Um, it's just uh, he, the control just doesn't seem to be coming in. I think I, I watched some of his uh, high central rehab star, and the, the walks were still there. The, he just didn't have command and control of a lot of his pitches. But then look at the strikeout rate, and it's it's up there just as much as the the, the walk rate. So it's kind of a lot of the starts have just been a mixed bag of good and bad. It's it's kind of what you see a lot from Daniel Espino too. He got elite stuff, um, strikes a bunch of guys out, but he still struggles with the command and control. And as those guys kind of move up the levels, they either going to figure out the command and control, or it's just you're going to the, the hitters get better. They're not they're going to recognize the pitches. Um, so I think that's the one thing I'm seeing with Gore. Yeah, and his start in Double uh, A this year, we uh, is a perfect encapsulation of what he's at uh eight strikeouts five walks two earned runs three hits like, yeah that's what, that's what it's been for Mackenzie gore um i still like to you know when i'm feeling sad about my life and i'm like you know what no nobody's taking me seriously in the fantasy baseball community of prospects <laughs> i think back to my first padres list where i put cj abrams ahead of Mackenzie gore and i got all this slack about how bad of a decision that was and so I, it makes me feel a little bit happier when I think about that moment where I was, um, I was right. I don't care if AJ or CJ got hurt. I was right. And um, <laughs> anyways, all right, that's going to do it for the news and notes. Uh, we're going to take a short break here and then we're going to talk to Jared about some high A central prospects. And uh, this is again, the futures focus broadcast courtesy of prospects. 1500. We'll be right back. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back here on Futures Focus, podcast brought to you by, of course, Prospects 1500. I'm Alex Sanchez, David Gasper. Jared Perkins is joining us here. And uh, now's your time to shine, Jared. We want to ask you about some of these guys that have made their way to the high A Central League. Um, first of all, before we do that, though, um, I, w- I just want to know a little bit about your background, how many, uh, you know, you're covering it for the site. Are you getting to go to games? Why did you choose the high A Central and any sort of uh, any relevant information that the the people might want to know about you jared so uh take it away yeah so i started working in baseball when i was 16 i worked for the kansas city royals down at the uh spring training facility i was a clubhouse guy i spent my high school college years there and then when i went to college i started doing baseball operations for arizona state baseball and the university of nevada baseball um so that's kind of how i got into working in baseball and then i started writing recently um and then Scott contacted me about writing uh, for Prospects 1500, and uh, I chose High A Central because the, one of the Royals affiliates, the the Quad City Bandits, are in there, um, and so that's that's what had me interested in covering High A Central. Yeah. So, are you able to get to a lot of games? Have you uh, are you watching video? Like, what's your process to scout some of these guys down there? Yeah, so I got the minor league baseball uh, subscription. Um, that's the main way I kind of look through all those. Fortunately, I'm not—I don't live anywhere close to any of the stadiums, um, so it's a lot of watching minor league baseball, then searching Twitter to see highlight videos and figuring out uh, where I can find those. And that, that's kind of how I've been have the opportunity to see some of these guys. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get right into it. I have a couple of names on my list. I'm sure David has a couple of names on his list. I—I I think I could guess cool. which one goes might be but maybe from the uh, brewers maybe, yeah, maybe. there might one be one or two, two. <laughs> but uh before we do that why don't you give us like the mvp of the high a central in your mind the guy that's you know just impressed you the most that's put up the most uh, potential for being a major leaguer down the line um yeah who's the who's the who's the guy for high a central yeah i 
right now I think it's Andy Pajes from the Dodgers. Um, guy hit his 31st home run tonight. The power is unreal. He's found a way to cut back on his strikeouts. He's at about a 23.9% strikeout rate, and he offsets that with a 14% walk rate. Um, and he, the hit tools is coming in. It's He's just got all the tools you want uh, as a potential major leaguer. He's only 20 years old doing this in high A central as well. Um, so he's got probably the guy that's the MVP of the league right now. And I think he's been in high A for the whole year too. So he's just been able to pile up the stats. Yeah, 30 home run, 31 home runs if you count tonight. 19 home runs in 2019 as an 18-year-old. Um, we've talked yeah. about him with Nate, our Dodgers guy. But yeah, this is a guy that I, I've been following closely. And uh, he didn't get off to the greatest start this season, but man, like lately what he's been doing, um, simply incredible. I mean, what's, what is that? Six home runs in his last three, four games, something like that. Just crazy. Yeah, four consecutive games with a home run by the sounds. Oh, uh, how's the defense with him? Where could we look for him uh, to play? Is he strictly outfield is, uh, or uh, is he, is he decent out there? I don't know much about the defensive profile. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's got a rocket for an arm. So he's probably going to play corner. It seems like he's going to be suited for right field. I mean, he's 212 pounds, six foot one. Like he's he's not – I don't know if he's athletic enough to, to be playing center field anytime soon, but he's got a cannon for an arm. So he's just going to – I think he's just going to fit right into right field. David, how do the Dodgers keep getting all of these guys in so frustrating? They're cheating. That's how. I they must know. be. They have to be somehow. Yeah. That's why it's just like 30, 31 home run minor leaguer, certain major leaguer almost now. With uh, I'd give up. Anyway, David, take it away. Who do you want to ask <laughs> Jared about? All right. So speaking of power hitting right fielders in the uh, high A central, let's talk a little Joey Weimer, shall we? Because, yes, obviously I'm going to have one of the brewers on my list. Uh, Joey Weimer, uh, he's, he spent the first half of the year in low A, uh, but he's he was promoted to high A a little while ago. And let's see, what has he done since coming up to the high A Timber Antlers? Hitting 362 with an OPS over 1,100 and seven doubles, 11 home runs, eight stolen bases in 28 games. Yeah, I mean, this guy is incredible. This, I, he came onto the radar for me. I didn't even realize he got promoted. And I, all of a sudden, I just, every time I looked at the, the box score, he's just having another game where he's just going off. And it's not like he's going off on one home run. He's going like three for four every time. And it's it's just been insane. I mean, yeah, like you said, he's got the 11 home runs with the eight stolen bases. Um, it's, it's just crazy what he's doing ever since he's gotten called up. And he was doing it before he even got called up. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, like, having a solid season, like, nothing, like, super spectacular, not really yeah. making any headlines in Carolina. Joe Gray Jr. was taking all those headlines, and then Joe Gray got moved up. Uh, and then Weimer, like, like a week before he got promoted, just went on a tear, hit, like, four home runs um, in the span of, like, three days, including, like, two walk-offs. Um, and... I, I went to uh, a Timber Rattlers game when he was there. I was sitting, like, right behind home plate. Uh, Weimer was on deck. He took a practice hack, and I felt the air move. Like, he <laughs> swings that hard. Like, I, I could hear the foom of the air on his swing. Like, he swings max effort every single time, even, even on the on-deck circle, max effort. And this is a large man. Six foot five, 215. And I think 215 is a little on the white side. Yeah. I mean, this dude is jacked, absolutely ripped. And it's insane that the pure power that he has and how much his hit tool has improved this year uh, is incredible. Yeah. I mean, he had such a wonky swing coming out of college. The Brewers cut down that leg kick. Uh, now he's just got like a toe tap as, as his uh, timing mechanism. And it's worked phenomenally. Yeah. And that, I mean, he's got an 1173 OPS in high A. <laughs> yeah. That's just absurd. <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is not just like a one week thing. I mean, he's been no. there over 20, a month now. 20 plus games, I think. Yeah. 28 games. Yeah. 28 games, 105 at bats. Like yeah. that, that he's had this going. Like this has been a sustained success for him. 
And then not only is he that great offensively, he has a cannon for an arm in, in right field. 70-grade arm. Um, and I saw the the low-A managers, you know, voted, you know, best outfield arm, you know, best tools on, on Baseball America. And mm-hmm. Joey Weimer won best outfield arm in, in low-A East. Yeah. The Brewers just have sneaky prospects all over the place. It's crazy. They're not sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone told me this system was terrible. That's what, I, yeah, I the don't see it. Were, yeah. Yeah. I, like I didn't know if system. I was just biased that I liked all these guys too much, or if this system's actually better than everyone's telling me that it is. I think it's much better than people are saying. Hell yes, yes. I like you, Jared. <laughs> I mean, you've convinced me too. There's no doubt. Like I was, I, I agree 100% with what you were saying. That I overlooked that system until I met you and you came on this podcast. And then just like every guy that you ever kind of talked up, they just always continued to get good. So yeah, good choice there. Um, I want to move on to a guy that I've seen actually in person several times. Here he used to call Rancho Cucamonga home. Well. Not like I call it home, but he was here and uh, playing for the Quakes, and I saw him quite a few times checking out some other guys, and he always impressed me. That's Brandon Lewis, the third, uh, now it had first baseman, but I saw him play third base, and he was actually quite good defensively over there. He made like over the shoulder grabs, and I was just really impressed with this guy. Um, he got promoted to high A, and uh, he has 30 home runs now combined. He's 20 there in high A. I just wanted to get your thoughts on him. I don't see him. And a lot of prospect rankings. Um, I even have, you know, I'm looking at my dynasty leagues right now. Three out of the four, he's a free agent. And I'm just like, wait a minute. This guy is really, really good. And I I think back of when he was drafted. He was drafted from UCI, which is UC Irvine, another uh, part of my neighborhood. And he, he hit like 14 or 15 home runs at that stadium, which if you don't know, it's like 450 feet to center. I might be exaggerating slightly, but it's like insanely hard to hit home runs there. And he just... Hit him out like no problem. He's huge. He's six foot three, two hundred fifteen pounds. Maybe I'm talking him up too much, but uh, what are your thoughts on Brandon Lewis? Yeah, I think there's just some fear of his hit tool translating to the big leagues. Um, every level, he's been like near thirty percent strikeout rate, no matter where he's been, and he doesn't have any speed to kind of offset that that potential lack of hit tool. So like. Uh, Unless he is able to cut that down, I, I mean, once he gets to the big leagues, he's probably just going to get overmatched. Um, so, but the power is definitely there. The guy's got insane power. I think he was – I can't remember what he was graded at um, coming to the draft time, but he's got good raw power, um, good potential game power. I, and it's just going to be a matter of whether he can get that strikeout rate cut or not. But just another – Dodgers prospect hitting 30 home runs. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like the right-handed Joey Gallo over there. He's yeah. A massive human who is going to hit bombs, but the hit tool might not be there. The, the speed, you're right. Absolutely. It's not, you're not getting that at no. all. You know, yeah. Strikeout rate uh, seems to be uh, the main problem with some of these prospects. But yeah, interesting. Though, I, what did you think about him defensively because i i hadn't heard much about it. i thought he was really slick over there at third is he playing third up there or is he at first now i believe he's at third um i, I haven't looked at much of him defensively I, I think he plays just your average third base nothing too spectacular nothing crazy like that's gonna blow you away but he's he's a, probably a solid average defender nothing too crazy absolutely all right are you going with another Brewers guy, David? Or no, I, I'm, I'm going to no. switch it up. I'll maybe. Yeah, I, I might get another Brewers guy later. But <laughs> um, instead, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Marlon Jr., the son of Mr. Marlon, Griffin Conine. Um, he started off in, in Beloit, uh, hit 23 bombs in 66 games. Uh, since then, he's been moved up to double A. Um, but what are your thoughts on, on Griffin Conine? I know the power is obviously legit, uh, but will the hit tool uh, be enough? Will, will it be there enough for him to make use of it at the big league level? Yeah, I mean, when you see a guy with 70-grade power, like dude, that just stands out to you. There's not many guys. There's like Bryce Ball, I think, had 70-grade power. Like Those guys kind of stand out. I, you just look at his double-A numbers, though. He's striking out 46% of the time. Like that's a, that, that's not that's high. I mean, he was 35%, I think, before that in high A. And then I think in 2019, he was probably around the same, somewhere around 35%. And, and it's just like, even in double A now, his walk rate's about 6.6%. 6. 
I, the power is definitely there. The power is legit. Just as he moves up levels, the striker rate keeps going up. Yeah, he's had 77 strikeouts in 40 games in Pensacola. Oof. Yeah. And he had 103 strikeouts in 66 games in, in Beloit. So on the season, he has 180 strikeouts already and 388 <laughs> at-bats. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, that that is uh, more than slightly concerning. Yeah. But 36 homers, so... Yeah, I mean, the power that, is there. That He is a three-true-outcome guy if I've ever seen one. Yeah, if you want someone to hit the long ball, he's probably the guy you want. Yeah. If he can, if he can develop, you know, a, a real good pinch hit mentality, he could be Matt Stairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a comp. I haven't heard that name in years. Uh, we are uh, getting excited about guys, and Jared's bringing us down with strikeout rate. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, we have gone after a lot of power guys so far. My next guy is exciting. exciting. <laughs> Watch this. Watch this. I'm gonna name this guy, and he's gonna be like, yep. Mm, that strikeout rate <laughs> as I look more into him. But it's a guy that I've liked since he was drafted. Um, to me, when they uh, – Hunter Bishop was in the same draft, but this mm. this guy reminds me a lot of Hunter Bishop, obviously from the right side, but just – or I know he is, he's left-handed here, but he huge, uh, you know, body, six foot four, 219. This is Cameron Misner for the mm. Miami Bones. And uh, just tools oozing out of it, kind of like – Hunter Bishop, where he's going to be able to steal bases. He's going to have yeah. good defense out in the outfield. He's going to hit some home runs. But I have a feeling what uh, you're going to say next. But what are your thoughts on Cameron Misner? And uh, he did get promoted to double A. Granted, it was probably not warranted um, if you look at the overall line. But uh, he's killing it so far in double A, which is nice. But uh, Cameron Misner, does he have a future in the MLB, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I, I like Cameron Misner better than those other guys a lot um just, it, David. just the peer the peer stolen bases and the power um and he's actually improved on his hit tool since he's gotten to double a too i mean that that was a guy who was high on back before this season it was just him and peyton burdick were the two guys that just kind of stuck out to me so much and like you said mister's got tools that you for days that you can dream of as a big leaguer and i mean he's still fairly young um, he's only 23 years old, so he's in double A. Uh, he'll probably have to figure it out in the next couple of years, but I, I think he's got some potential. Yeah, I really like the, the tools there. Like you said, he just has that body where you're like, that's a major yeah. league player. Um, whether or not he you know makes it is that hit tool, but that strikeout rate, if you're not going to say it, I'm going to say it. It's uh, you know, <laughs> 30%. It was definitely higher than I would like to see, but um, hey, you get a promotion and you get a promotion. We all get promotions. So he's up at double A, 23 years old. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Peyton Burdick, and I'm, I just wanted to get your quick thoughts on him. I didn't want to spend too much time, but uh, you kind of passed, uh, you mentioned that you liked him at the beginning of the year. What are, What is your thoughts really quickly on his year this year? I was so excited about him. And he kind of, he's disappointed in the hit department. The power, again, there, love it. Um, but the steel, the speed's not as much as, I thought it was going to be. I think he's got nine nine stolen bases this year. He's been caught five times. So the speed wasn't as much as a factor as I thought it was going to be. Um, and then it's kind of the 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 same thing. It's a lot of lot of strikeouts, a lot of power. Um, but he does walk a lot too. So he's going to get on base, and that's another positive with him. I think if he had more speed, that getting on base would be a lot more valuable. But um, it doesn't seem to have the elite speed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we found one that he really likes, David, so that's good. Uh, see if you can double up here. Who do you yeah. got next on your list? Yeah, I think I got a couple of guys that he might know pretty well and like. I want to look at Quad Cities a little bit, and you got the two leading candidates for the high-A central batting title, and that's the middle infield there in Quad Cities, Michael mm-hmm. Massey and Nick Lofton. Uh, both been having really strong seasons. They're not striking out a lot, okay? So that's no, that, that is a good start. <laughs> um, but Massey, 21 homers uh, this season. Lofton, I know, is not going to have much power. He's only got nine. Uh, but I mean, they're both hitting. I mean, Massey's hitting 291. Lofton's mm-hmm. hitting 287. Both drawing decent amount of walks. They're not striking out much. Showing some speed, you know, both had double-digit stolen bases. What do you like with uh, Massey and Lofton, and do you see them potentially being uh, quality big leaguers for Kansas City? 
Yeah, so I, I like that. I like Michael Massey a lot. A lot of people are down on him because he's 23 and playing in high A. But you look at COVID year and you look at uh, the fact that um, the, the minor league system, the, the minor, number of minor league teams has shrunk. Uh, shrunk. Um, that, that could be part of the reason. And then the Royals are also loaded with prospects because um, everybody was kind of expecting him to get called up to double A when Vinny Pasquatino got called up to double A. But at the same time, they don't want to just deplete their high A team completely of talent. Um, but yeah, Massey, the one thing he needs to probably do a little bit more is walk. Um, he's below 10% in terms of walk rate, but the power's there. He's got a little bit of speed, probably not going to blow you away too much. He's got 12 bags this year. Um, but if he can put up 15 bags and drop 20 homers a year, I mean, that's going to be super valuable. Um, but he just gets overlooked because of all the big, huge prospects that the Royals have. Um, you got Bobby Waite, you got Nick Prado, you got MJ Melendez. All those guys are just taking over, taking all the, the air out of the room. Um, Nick Lofton's another guy I think that's really flying under the radar. Um, he's another first rounder by the Royals, um, 22 years old. Uh, he's, hitting, like you said, in 287, nine homers, 53 RBIs. The one really good thing about him is how versatile he is. He's kind of like a Ben Zobris in a sense. He can play all over the field. Um, so if you're thinking of a comp for Nick Lofton, that's that's probably the player that he's has a chance to kind of emulate the most. Um, he's just going to be a guy that's kind of all over the place, uh, going to go out there, play hard, um, and put up numbers. I don't understand why people didn't like Michael Massey more when he came up. Uh, like I mentioned, Misner and, and Bishop were the guys that just look like major leaguers. And he's the mm -hmm. third guy that I looked at. And I was like, this guy looks like he's just going to, yeah, he's a major leaguer already. Um, and it's so nice to see him having the best year out of all three of those guys, really. And as a shortstop, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or second baseman, middle infielder. Um, Everybody's so, just down on him because of his age, basically. Yeah. He's 23. I, yeah. And Scott gave us a nice diatribe, diatribe about, Age. I heard that last week. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we have to be, uh, we can't be ageist on this podcast. So, yeah, Michael Massey is just a guy like, he's clearly good. Like, yeah. let's go. And uh, um, so, good, good choice there. Um, I have one guy that I want to mention that I am um, just super, super high on. And he played there for uh, a large chunk of the year and he got promoted. Um, David over there is going to tell me that Hedbert Perez has the prettiest swing in the minor leagues. I will disagree. I will say this man has the prettiest swing. It's George Valera for the Cleveland Indians, 20-year-old outfielder. Just picture-perfect swing for me. It looks like Robinson Cano out there, um, but it's an outfielder. He, uh, he struggled a little bit out of the gate, but he finished really, really strong. Got the late promotion to double-A where he's doing just fine there. Little bit of speed, 16 home runs, but the big thing that stands out to me 450 on base percentage. The things that this guy is doing at 20 years old just scream top, top prospect. So, I want to get your thoughts on George Valera, outfielder for the Cleveland Indians. I I love George Valera. I mean, he in high hay, he was walking 20% of the time, <laughs> he was walking 21% of the time. Sorry, um, he is just. Uh, like you said, I love that swing. I've watched a bunch of video of him just, and it's like you said, it's like the Robinson Cano from the left side. It's just so smooth. Um, he's going to have some speed that's going to go along with that power. I mean, he's, he's going to be like a top 25 prospect soon. He's 20 playing in double a, um, he might get knocked a little bit cause he's struggled a little to get adjusted to double a, but yeah, he's still 20 years old. I mean, you're going to get some power. You're going to get some speed. And as that hit tool keeps developing, I mean, he's he's going to be a stud. The beautiful thing about Valera is that he hasn't had these insane numbers. So, well, people in the know like you and mm -hmm. you know, me and you know maybe David over there, uh, we know he's good. But a lot of people are just going to look at the stats. They're going to see he hit 236 in 2019. He hit 256 in Double A in 2021 with only six, you know, 16 homers for this top 25, top 35 type of prospect. So until he hasn't had that breakout season, but I think everybody who has seen him play knows it's coming. And yeah. 
Uh, he's a guy that you could get probably below market value because you said soon to be. I don't know. I think it might be top 25 already. Already. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just a, a guy that you might get at, you know, 50, 60, 70 range is what people might have him at, which is just insane value when you start, you know, getting that type of um, player without having to give up that much. So, um, yeah, I'm glad to hear it. David, do you have anybody else um, on your list? Uh, I got I got one more guy here that I want to talk about. I want to talk about a pitcher here. Yeah, um, we forgot about those guys. <laughs> yeah, <And laughs> they exist. <laughs> I, I think we need to talk about Yori Perez uh, mm. of the Marlins uh, down there in Beloit. Six foot eight, throwing 100 miles an hour with control and dominance. What is happening here? Is it too soon to say he's the best pitching prospect in baseball? Because that's almost how I feel. <laughs> I mean, he's 18 years old, and he's doing this and just dominating guys. And, like, he's just found ways to he's hone in his command and control. He struck out 104 guys in 74 innings over to I, – I, it's almost hard not to see him as becoming, if not now, but in, like, the next year, he's going to be, like, the top pitching prospect in baseball. Yeah, because, I mean, this is his first year accumulating stats, but, I mean, yeah, yeah, 18 years old. He's already gotten the bump up to high A, which is a very aggressive assignment for an 18-year-old. And in four starts, he's got a a one-and-a-half ERA. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's insane. Um, And just, yeah, also, I mean, his size, six foot eight um, and 200 pounds, and, you know, just the stuff that he has and how he's able to command it and have a repeatable delivery at such a large size and at such a young age. I know I certainly wasn't able to do that as a six foot eight, 18 no. year old. Um, yeah. But God, it's just insane. And then you got Dax Fulton there as well, who's like six, yep. seven, um, also really good and really young. Um, and it's just kind of insane that that level of pitching talent that uh, that they have there. Yeah, and this is the Marlins just keep piling on stud pitching prospects to keep just adding into their list. <laughs> Can you give me some – I haven't seen a lot of Perez. What is he doing that's commanding these type of results? So for the uninitiated, what what makes him so good that you've seen and with he your just, own two eyes? He just pounds the strike zone. Like he – he has good feel for all his pitches, and his stuff is just nasty. I mean, his changeup is pr- probably way above average along with his fastball. Those are probably his two best pitches. And then he's not now getting a better feel for his curveball, and that's just making him unreal. It's just it's fun to watch if you ever get a chance to kind of just tune into one of his starts. Excellent. Why don't you also tell us about some other pitchers? Because I, I know I just looked at the hitters. <laughs> I just kind of glanced <laughs> over the pitchers. But I, I know that, you know, there's Logan Allen down there for the Indians who goes under the radar. What mm-hmm. are some of the, the pitching prospects that have stood out for you as you've watched high A Central? Yeah, I think the big one is uh, Louis Varland from the Twins. Um, he's a guy I've been trying to hype up a ton. Another guy is 23 in high A Central. So he just gets overlooked. He's got 131 strikeouts in 97 innings this series, 10 and three with a 2.13 ERA. Um, people just aren't paying attention to him. Um, he's just, and he's got good command too. Uh, he doesn't walk a lot of guys and he finds a way to, to, to pound the strike zone. And he's, he, I, from what I read, uh, he developed a, a third pitch. I think it was a cutter in the, the off season. And ever since he's gotten that, he's just taken off. Well, you know why nobody's talking about him. He's already 23 years old. <laughs> oh, he can't man. be 23 and play high. It's it's a rule, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah, what a breakout for him. Um, when we were talking about prospects to uh, with Scott, um, when we were going with our readers, or I guess they're not our readers, our listeners, uh, mailbag, that uh, he, he came up in – in our discussion and it's just like yeah that guy is having a phenomenal year and uh, whether it be in low a or high a like it's just you you can't ignore these results when they're that long um, mm-hmm. amount of time we're talking you know 20 starts 25 starts of just pristine numbers with just insanely low walk rates and high k rates and just everything you could want so yeah why not 
talked about him. I don't get it. Yeah, I agree with you. It's kind of kind of concerning. Um, what it, what about Logan Allen? I, I he's another guy for me that gets um, under the radar type of uh, stuff. In my opinion, I think that uh, he should be talked about more. Is it because there's another Logan Allen that sucks for? I was gonna say, <laughs> is that because I remember confusing him for the actual Logan Allen? That's in the Talk about Logan Allen, the the good one. Yeah, I mean, I, I like him. He's a guy, he's got four-pitch mix. Uh, he has command of all his pitches. I think he's in double-A now with Akron, and he's just been dominating ever since he got called up there, too. Um, he's got 136 strikeouts and 106 innings pitched. Um, he's 8-0. Uh, he's just – and he's, he doesn't he doesn't have any – from, from what I read from the scouting reports, nothing is super overpowering. Um, I think he sits probably like 93 to 95 with his fastball, um, but he's just – he's able to spot up and it's just these guys that the Indians keep developing. You look at them in the, the major leagues, no one has overpowering fastballs. I mean, Savali, it's kind of the same chain Bieber. He kind of sits like 92 to 94. They just keep developing these guys that have un- impeccable command and control. And Xavier on Curry is another one. He's just another one to add to their list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if the Dodgers are cheating, the Indians are probably cheating somewhere too, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just have so many guys that you wouldn't think could do it, and then they just continually do it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Didn't they draft uh, like 19 pitchers this year? Yes. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. They're just going to develop all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and the Angels have 20 pitchers, and they're not. Yeah, the Angels drafted them. 20. <laughs> hey, at least they recognized uh, what their problem was, and yeah, they yeah. work, and they're working to address it. <laughs> First Absolutely. steps admitting you have a problem. And yeah. The Angels yeah. found their problem. <laughs> yeah, we um, all found it like years ago, but, you know, whatever. Uh, all right, Jared. Uh, I want to know uh, if we missed anybody. Uh, what are some names? I, I love the Louis Varlin. He wasn't a guy that I, I was planning on asking you, but oh, I'm so glad you brought him up. But can you give us a few more names that maybe we haven't touched on that either under the radar or we just we should be talking about or that are been promoted that you saw uh give, yeah give us a few more names uh i'll go with another 23 year old since everybody seems to hate 23 year olds uh <laughs> ryan ward from the dodgers uh he's hit 26 home runs this year uh struck he's striking out at a 23.2 percent rate uh plays great defense in the outfield um he walks at about a 10 percent rate the, the guy's got a really good hit tool um Again, another Dodgers prospect that's probably going to hit 30 home runs this year, potentially, unless, well, I guess the season's over next week. But hitting close to 30 home runs, 90, or almost 90 RBIs, um, he's he's a guy that's definitely one to watch. But everybody seems to be out on him because he's 23. <laughs> well, good luck facing that Great Lakes lineup. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that lineup's loaded. Yeah, they're, they're just cr- they're cruising with people. Um. Another arm that got called up for the Reds recently is Christian Roa. Uh, he got overlooked at Texas A&M because uh, of Asa Lacey. So they both came out of the same draft. Roa was taken in the second round by the Reds. Uh, he struggled a little bit since he's come to high A, but I, I like a lot of what I see out of him. I watched one of his starts, and he was just dominant. I think he went seven innings, seven strikeouts, only a couple hits. Um, got himself into uh, trouble one inning, but was able to get out of it. Uh, I think he's coming off some injuries too, so that's – could be part of the reason, but he's only 22 years old, um, not quite 23 yet, so people might like him. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think he's a kid to just keep an eye on. Um, he could have some potential. He's built a decent size, 6'4", 220, uh, so he's just a guy to keep 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 your eye on and see how he kind of develops over the next couple of years. All right, David, I'll give you permission to ask about one more Brewers project. <laughs> Uh, one. Just one. Just one. <laughs> oh man, now I got now I got to narrow it down. So difficult. Um, to watch you sweat like that. <laughs> <laughs> and you're getting so famous now that they're gonna know you didn't pick them, and so you have to be very careful. Oh yeah, well, don't want that. No. Um, yeah. So I, I think a guy that definitely needs to be um, talked about uh, when it comes to uh, Brewers guys down there. Got to talk about Carlos Rodriguez. Mm. Um, the Brewers have had a lot of outfield prospects um, kind of coming through Appleton this year. Rodriguez has been there the whole year. He's at 20 years old uh, in high A, 
really kind of hit well in rookie ball. Uh, he's kind of more of a speedster, yeah. top of the order type guy. He's hitting 276. Like he's he's really hitting pretty well as a 20 year old uh, in full season ball for the first time in high A. Um, what, what are you really kind of your thoughts from what you've seen from Carlos Rodriguez this year? Yeah, I think he's a he could have the potential to be like a fourth outfielder. Um, just kind of a guy that comes off the bench with some speed, plays some really good defense in the outfield. Uh, you'd love to see him develop power if possible, but I mean he's got 70 grade speed. But yeah, the the power is is probably, probably not going to yeah. happen. I mean he's he's a thing like, what, like <laughs> yeah, he's like 150, 160 pounds, dripping wet, like yeah. five foot eight, five foot nine. Like he he powers. Power is now part of it. 5'10", 150 pounds. Like, yeah. he's... He's going to be a table setter. Basically. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's more his type of role. He's got one home run on the season. Um, so I, I'm not expecting much in the in the power department from him. But if he could be like a guy like Gerard Dyson with a way better hit tool, I mean, that's that's huge. Because yeah. Dyson, he was okay, but he just, he just never was able to figure out how to hit. Um, and so if you get a guy like that that has a much better hit tool and that speed, like, that's a guy you want at the top of the order or even kind of in like the nine hole to set the lineup for the top, the lineup coming, turning around. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just like a talented hitter, but at the same time, like with this Brewers outfield, you also have Sal Freelich who can be, you know, a top yeah. of the order type guy. You got Garrett Mitchell uh, out there. He's got speed and hitting ability and power. Uh, yeah. You got, um, you know, Joey Weimer, who's got power, obviously. Joe Gray Jr. got speed and power. And it's just like, man, where do you find the room for some of these guys? I mean, they are just loaded. And we I haven't even mentioned Hedbert Perez yet. Yeah, and Corey Howell, too. Yeah, and Corey Howell's also having a strong season. <laughs> so they're just loaded with – and then they have oh, – what was it, Henry Mendez the other day? I saw? Yeah, yeah, Henry Mendez. Another one. Yeah, he's 16 years old. He's already up in uh, Arizona at the Complex League, and he's dominating there too after dominating the Dominican Summer League. But I it's mean, not a just, good prospect system. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they've been doing so well in, in Venezuela too in the international um, signings, you know, yeah. with, with Mendez, with uh, Hedbert Perez, Jackson Churio this last year. Like, so many guys. Eduardo Garcia is up in low A now. Mm hmm. Yep. They got talent. All right. Let's counterbalance some of that Brewers love with some <laughs> of his favorite teams, the Cardinals. Ugh. Uh, we would be <laughs> we would not be doing our job if we didn't talk about those two 19-year-olds that um, are just so exciting. Mason Wynn and Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker mm-hmm. has had an ascension here to top 75 status, if not higher, maybe even yeah. higher for, uh, for a lot of publications. Um, and then Mason Wynn, who is just so exciting about what he might be able to do if it all clicks. Obviously, it's a lot has to go right with him. But um, you got to see those two guys. What do you think of those two? And are they going to be able to uh, be Brewer kill- killers for, uh, for decades? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love Jordan Walker. He took a lot. So he started off slow when he got to high essential first. But in September, he's in 368, four homers. Um, he's really cut back on the, the strikeouts a bit. Uh, and I, he's just got talent and he's only 19 and he's tearing up the, the highest central and overall the series in 324 with 13 homers, 44 RBI. That, that guy's going to take off easily top 50 in the off season, if not higher. Um, Mason Wynn like him a lot too. He's also off to a slow start. He's definitely a lot more raw than Jordan Walker. Um, he's got a lot to kind of refine in terms of his hit tool uh, strikes out a little bit too much, but the speed is unbelievable. And he got his first inning on the mound the other day. So he's they it seems like they're trying to develop him as a two-way player, but he's only thrown one inning this year. Um, yeah, I'm surprised to see that. His arm strength, man, oh, my gosh, it is. It's amazing. insane. He's got one of the best arms, I think, in the minor leagues, if not the best arm in the minor league. Uh, at 19. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, very exciting to – Two names there. Um, yeah, Jordan. What What do you like about Jordan Walker in particular? I mean, six foot five, just huge human being at 19 years old with a little bit of speed. What do you think uh, you like best about that guy? I mean, the power's fun. The power's fun to watch. And as he grows and he's only 19, that's just going to get better. I think he had a future grade of 70 power. Um, he came in with 60 grade power. 
And the fact that his hit tool is developing so much quicker than everybody expected, I think he came into the draft with a 25-grade hit tool. And he's definitely way higher than that. Um, and I think his future grade was 50, but I, I'd say he's almost at that point already. Um, and so, and he's got a decent amount of speed, nothing like it's going to blow you away, but the, the overall package is just something you love. All right, Jared, excellent job. A lot of names there to kind of go over and, uh, hopefully we help some people. We had, we have high end talent. We have, you know, top 50 prospects. We have guys that are probably aren't even on top 400 lists yet. And uh, everywhere in between, we have Brewers prospects for David. I mean, what an episode. Thank you so much for coming on, Jared. Um, anything you're working on now or uh, have, uh, you know, have recently published that you wanted to get out to the people while we have you on? Uh, yeah. So I just did one on Vinny Pasquatino for Royals Farm Report. Um, so if anybody wants to check that out, I'll, we'll send out the link. Um, but yeah, he's kind of just a guy that's seemingly flying under the radar with Nick Prado there, and he might have better, maybe more elite hit tool than Nick Prado does. Uh, defensively, Prado's definitely to the moon better, but Pasquitino's might be one of those guys to take a look at if you're looking for a bat. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you again for coming on, Jared. This is Futures Focus. This is a podcast brought to you by Prospects 1500. David Gasper with you. My name is Alex Sanchez. Follow us on Twitter. Of course, follow Prospects 1500. Visit the site. We got stuff coming out still daily. Um, and then, of course, we have the big top 100 and above. It's going to be more than 100 players, I'd imagine, that we're uh, all of our, uh, not all of us, but many of the writers on the site are going to come up with their top 100 lists. It's going to be a compilation. I really do think it's one of the more valuable lists because most of the lists you see out there, they're literally between one and maybe maybe two or three guys putting it together. And so if that guy, one guy got it wrong, like it's wrong. <laughs> Whereas our list, if a, you know, a couple of guys get it wrong and the chances are that a lot of us are getting it right. So check out that list. We're going to definitely dedicate a whole episode to it in the future. But for now, that's going to do it for us. Again, thank you for all the support and listening. For those that are listening regularly, we really, really appreciate it. We hope you're getting some stuff out of this and enjoying the episodes. We'll continue here for the, the next couple of weeks, maybe take a break there in the offseason. But it's been a blast. Um, David and I want to really thank you guys for supporting the podcast and, of course, supporting the website. So for Jared Perkins, David Gasper, myself, Alex Sanchez, thanks for listening. We will talk to you next time.